Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Welcome to the State of Hockey. We are in Minnesota and it is chilly and it is hockey weather and the San Jose Sharks are coming off pretty important win, Drew. Yeah, it was, uh, as you said on the broadcast, it wasn't a Picasso, but uh, talking to both the players and the coaches, had a brief conversation with David Quinn yesterday and I asked him, I said, so what do we think of that win? Same question I asked Hurdle, and he went, hey, we're taking it. He said, it was a win is a win. You feel good after a win. These guys need to start feeling good about themselves and their game. So um, there are some good things to build on from that game, and that's what David Quinn and his coaching staff are, building, are, are looking at and focusing on going into this game tonight. I might have to retract that statement, though. Have you ever seen many Picassos? No, no actually, I've, I've never seen a Picasso. I'll tell you, I couldn't tell you a Picasso from a... From a, from a uh, painting of a dog with playing poker. <laughs> well, some some of his uh, paintings are not exactly what you would call realistic. Okay, Let's so well, okay, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to use a different a Rembrandt maybe or a Vermeer. Well, yeah, I'm the guy from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the least cultured guy you are ever gonna meet. I'm not the guy who'd probably be describing what a, what a game looks like through a painting. I'll tell you what it did look like, though. It looked like uh, there was a bunch of relieved sharks that came off that ice with that victory. James Reimer came up with a couple of big saves when it was necessary. And here's another cool thing. Timo Meyer's got a goal in five straight games. And going into today against the Minnesota Wild, if he gets another one and has a six-game goal streak, he'll tie a Sharks franchise record. And you know who the last guy was to have a goal in six straight games? No. Owen Nolan. That far back? 2003. Wow, you would think it was, wouldn't be that far back. Marlowe did, did it a couple of times, yeah, yeah. and Owen Nolan did it twice. Yeah, yeah. wow, that's impressive. I, of course, you, you would know that. The thing is, with, with Timo, um, and, and we talked about it, at the start of the year, shooting everything, nothing was going in. But goal scorers, that's what they do. They, they, Marlowe went through it, Nolan went through it, all the goal, good goal scorers go through it, where they're shooting, 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 nothing's going in, and then once they get hot, look out, they stay hot for a while. What do you think about this state, Minnesota? They've, they've got a, a very provincial attitude, as, uh, as many regions do. I suppose you could say Western Canada has the same thing, about certainly about the sport of hockey. But you've got to give it to them. These people love this game. Yeah, without a doubt. It is, this is the state of hockey. Do you remember, it was quite a few years ago, it was during Ronnie Wilson's time when the high school state hockey championships were just across the street there, and we went. It was incredible, absolutely incredible, the, the support that they get, the... Um, the, the passion of the fans and when you walk into the building here they've got all the jerseys all the jerseys of all the state high schools and and all the the colleges and everything. it's really neat I like I really like going into the, into this rink but yeah they are very provincial they're very proud of uh, their hockey background and why not look at all the terrific players that have come from Minnesota look at the terrific player we have that does broadcast with you and me and and Randy and Brett Hedekin you know 
it's funny when Brett talks about certain areas that they're cake eaters, and uh, <laughs> so there's it, that, that would be Edina. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, Edina. <laughs> so there's that rivalry there, but yeah, they love their their sport. This is a, a, a area. This is a city. This is a state that loves this team, and um, they're starting to play better. But the biggest key is Mark Andre Fleury somehow turned his game around. He was struggling, okay, and. People were talking like, oh boy, maybe they should have kept Cam Talbot. And um, then um, Marc-Andre Fleury had a, had a talk with his mom, and his mom kind of got his head right, and now he's back stopping everything. I mean, they're, they're, they're fine and happy winning games one nothing. But Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, future Hall of Famer, he has been, uh, he has been th- not the main reason, because they're a good, really good defensive team. They're, really good at hard, they're a hard team to play against. They're a hard team. They're tough, you know. Greenway and Dumba, it's a tough team. They hit everything. Middleton. Middleton, great. Yeah, exactly. I forget about Middley. Um, so Dean Emerson's got them playing hard hockey, but Marc-Andre Fleury now is stopping the puck again. That's what matters. And that is what matters. They've also got Marcus Foligno back. He was missed about five games with an injury, and I know he hasn't done a lot in terms of scoring, but he always seems to have a big game against the San Jose Sharks. That's one guy to look out for. And this other kid, Marco Rossi, he hasn't scored a goal yet in the NHL, and he's playing the San Jose Sharks. So you know and I know that that means he's going to score a goal, right? There was that time that, that everybody who was looking for their first goal scored against the Sharks. Like we had a, I want to say we had a record for a while of all the guys in the league when we were, you know, I would say, what, 10 years ago? Maybe, maybe well, I remember it was the Sharks in Pittsburgh playing neck and neck with each other. I think San Jose had like 58 different yeah, people yeah, score, yes, yes. and then Pittsburgh had like 53 yes. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it goes back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> I just kept remembering that yeah, his first goal in the NHL, like, oh, are you kidding me <laughs> again? So the, the, the key for the Sharks today is, you know, 5 o'clock game here in, in Minnesota, so 3 back home, uh, is that they have to be – ready for a physical hard game. These afternoon games kind of throw your, t- your, cl- your timing off a little bit, but they've got to be ready for a physical, tough um, game that is going to be much like the, the third period or even the second period against Dallas. You're, you're going to have to be able to withstand some pressure against this team. I call them twinite single headers because of, uh, of the old baseball twinite double oh, yeah, header yeah, that's yeah, at yeah, 5 yeah, o'clock. Right, right. So we only have one game, so yeah. it's a single header. But at 5 o'clock's a weird time because 2 o'clock is, or noon, we've had those in San Jose, are a, a little bit odd for the body clock. But in a sense, they're almost easier to play, I think, because you know you usually practice at 11 or 12, so it's, it's kind of the same. But 5 o'clock is usually when you're getting to the rink exactly. and you're taping your sticks up. You're not ready to go. Yeah, exactly. So it's... The players are all about routine. They're all about routine, folks. And so when, when you know, they get up, they go for their breakfast, and then they go to the rink and they have they they have their morning skate, and then they come back and they have their 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 pregame after they have their lunch. Then they go upstairs and they nap, and then they get up and they have their snack, and then they go to the rink and then they get to get ready for the game. And by seven o'clock and they're out in the ice, they're doing warm up. There, that's their day. Okay. Um, here throws completely out of whack. They're they're already having their meeting. Um, they're going to be um, going to the rink earlier, much earlier than usual. It it does mess with you a little bit, but the the key for for this is you have to make sure that 
and this is what I think David Quinn and his coaching staff do do so well is they're able, and I've said it before, to get the guys to be where their feet are. And that's, you know, don't think ahead, don't think behind, don't think about anything else, but where you are right now, what you're ready to do. And that's, and that's hard for some guys. Planted firmly on the ice, so to speak, as opposed to the ground. But, but you know, the, the thing is, it's interesting. I think an interesting uh, challenge today. Alexander Barbanov scored his first goal of the season, and he looked really solid. He had a very good game last game against the Dallas Stars. And isn't it interesting that he's getting warmed up to face Kirill Kaprizov on the other side of the ice? I know we talk a lot about, um, you know, Logan Couture versus John Tavares. That's, that's a nice rivalry that goes way back. I'm not sure if, if, if Barabanov has a personal rivalry with Kaprizov, but I think he knows he wants to be uh, besting him in a, in a confrontation simply because both of those guys came to the NHL with not a lot of fanfare, and they both established themselves, Kaprizov being a star player. Yeah and Barabanov being a National Hockey League player. Alexander's got to continue to work on his game and figure out how he can be as consistent a player as possible and be as impactful as possible like he was against Dallas. He was very good. Um, he, he is continued work in progress. What I liked about Alexander in his game and what I've liked about him in the last few games is he gets his feet moving and he hasn't been coughing the puck up as much as turning the puck over as much. You know nothing drives me nuttier than that. Um, so I, th I think he's embraced David Quinn's north-south, get it deep, skate it deep. Trust yourself. That's the one thing I want to see more from Alexander is that he trusts himself that he can protect the puck and make the play down low. And he can. He can challenge guys one-on-one, -on -one, but challenge guys in the right area at the right time in the game. And then that's how he'll be able to produce. Now, when you're challenging guys, you don't, you don't do it when you're entering the zone. You don't do it in the middle of the ice. You get the puck wide, you skate it deep, and then protect the puck like Hurdle's starting to get his game going in that direction. I'd like to see Alexander do more of that, and, and when he does, he's very effective. It's going to be a really good one today. We'll have it on the air at 2.30 Pacific time. The Sharks and the Minnesota Wild. That's it for the morning skate for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.